This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, Corey Hall. Chuck from fucking Virginia again. And just wanted to leave a message about the silliest thing I ever prayed about was when I was a kid and I was raised in a Mormon house, so... Well, so you guys fucking understand. It must have been completely insane. I used to all the time pray to be let out of my insane religious family. I would ask God and say, God, these people are insane. They believe in fucking magic underwear. They believe in owning planets. They all want to go be dictators of planets. Let me the fuck out. And uh, he did. I'm an atheist and have been since pretty much ever. Thanks, guys. Poor I hope. Hey, fuckers. Uh, a little thing about the uh, the monster logo. I know it's been a while, but uh, I was looking at it the other day. Just somebody walked by with a big sweatshirt on, and it said, and it looked, you know, the logo. It looks like three railroad spikes. It doesn't look like nine. It's like fucking railroad spikes. So. Why wouldn't Monster be, like, more genusy than not silly human? Anyway, thought I'd bring it up. Check it out. Alright, peace. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago. Wait, wait, wait. Recording live. Live. Not live. Well, live-ish. Live-ish, but it's live. not live. We're recording together. We're together. I can smell you today. <laughs> Just... I'm surprised from 35 miles away you can't still smell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking, there's like one of those uh, one of those zones around your house that they have to like let people in and out of. Like, hold on, we have to put a gas mask down on you before you can actually go into the Tom zone. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like the fucking thing from E.T. Yeah. It's like, you're not I'm not sure if they found an alien or if they're fucking gassing the right, house for bed bugs. Right, yeah. And it doesn't or it's matter. the Holocaust. You're not sure. You have no idea. I got home from working out the other day and I smelled so bad my wife wouldn't let me hold the baby. Ah! I got home. <laughs> she thought like, she'd spoil it. She's like, no, no, no. Shower first. Oh, so I'm like, that's oh. awesome. That's great. I, I guess I shouldn't cake myself in margarine yeah. before I go to the gym. <laughs> but it's the only way to squeeze between Look, those doors. No kidding, right? And then like, and actually to like when you're on the mats because if not you're in between both walls there's no way you can move <laughs> in between both just, walls so. that's the whole the whole workout is just getting in <laughs> just, <laughs> and then you're like <gasps> <gasps> I show you up and you're like alright yeah. get the complex series of pulleys and wedges <laughs> <laughs> we need to get this man in we the- need that's their workout it's <laughs> getting you out yeah. what, what episode is it you right, totally fucked is, this up yeah alright hold on yeah. a minute recording from Glory Hole Studios <laughs> in Chicago <laughs> Oh, God, it's going to be bad. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is 
No welcome at this is episode 194. This is the pre-dogma debate episode. Pre-dogma. We're going to be on dogma debate in like under two hours. I'm super point. nervous. I'm terribly nervous. I'm basically just like urinating Mainly, constantly. <laughs> I'm like a skittish cocker spaniel. I'm like, a, like, like, you know what I mean? Like one of those dogs. Like as soon as I got to pee again. It's like, I got to pee oh, again. What? It's uh, a fucking. You let it out of the house and it pees literally 37 <laughs> times. Like, how is that possible? My old man dog does that if you try to take it for a walk because it's. It's well, got to mark no, its territory. It marks like every like. Where does it find it? I don't. That's the other thing. Like I'm It's like my, metabolizing yeah. muscle into <laughs> urine. You know, at a certain. We point. take him back. He's the size of a Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, nothing in my house is the size of a Yorkie. Yeah, oh no! Uh, except for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be the Yorkie. <laughs> So we're going on in a couple hours, and I didn't get a chance to read a lot of the notes very clearly today, so I just want to go over the notes really quickly. Four pounds of 12-ounce Munich malt, one pound of dark (laughs) Munich malt, one pound of Cara Vienna, four ounces of dark Munich malt. What is what? These are the weirdest notes I've ever seen, Tom. They are going to be delicious notes, though. I'm just saying. It's so funny. It, only in our drive, our Google Drive, is where I could find that and be like, oh, that's Tom's. Yeah, you know? right. Otherwise, that's like a recipe for a bomb. <laughs> you put it all in a pressure cooker and <laughs> leave it in a sporting event. <laughs> A really boring one. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like a oh. marathon or something. Oh no. <laughs> Too soon? A marathon. I couldn't even I couldn't even bomb a marathon. That's true. I'm yeah. so out of shape I show up maybe like near it. Yeah. Mm, sir, <laughs> you gotta bomb the five K. You gotta bomb the five K run walk. You gotta do the one where they speed walk. You can't do the real You gotta one. get like the old like 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 the old ladies in the mall. Like that's right. the best that's I can do. That's the very best you could do. <laughs> like set your bomb up at the end of Spencer's. Oh man. Allah <laughs> Akbar, just little Allah. Thank you, Chicago. So let's jump from that little bit of journalistic integrity to the next. This is from the Daily Mail. Awesome. Um, which I love. Again, I fuck you cannot do better than just the headlines for the Daily Mail. This right. is the headline. Right. Okay. This is just the headline. I know. I'm waiting because I'm going to be here for a half an hour. One brave woman's protest against Saudi Arabia female driving ban. Activist arrested by police after spending 24 hours at border demanding that she be allowed to drive across, sparking protests across Arab world. He's not done yet. Nope. Lujlin Halu, 25. Bravo. (laughs) Even her name is sexy. is trying to drive across the border into Saudi Arabia. She has had her passport confiscated and is being blocked from entering. Started her journey in the UAE and tried to cross into Saudi yesterday. Reports from campaigners <laughs> say she has now been arrested by police. Saudi Arabia is the only country in the world where women cannot drive. This year, a woman got 150 lashes after being caught behind the wheel. Mrs. <laughs> actions have sparked a wave of protests across the country. You're still reading the headline. Dude, and then you go to the article... They immediately launch into photos. I know it's you're all exhausted. photos. It's all photos and captions for the rest of the article. <laughs> <laughs> what else could they do? Oh well, I don't know if there's a lot to say about this. I think it's brave of this person to it's do. It's mad brave. Man. Um, I certainly wouldn't try to do any kind of protesting over when, in a place where they have like wizardry police. Right? I'm not interested in what doing it. I would protest my citizenship yeah. <laughs> by leaving. <laughs> 
the fuck protest? No kidding, right? What would you protest? Be like, I was in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I, I protest that. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm going to go anywhere else. Right. Literally in any other country I can drive. And, you know, this is all just the bullshit to keep the woman down. I mean, that's oh, right. they yeah, t- yeah, yeah. and they and they use the same exact logic that people use here to fear monger against homosexuals. And they use the same logic yep. that people use to fear monger against all different kinds of things by saying stupid shit like you'll blow your ovaries up if you're in a, know, like yeah. you're fucking your vagina will get all flappy or whatever. You know, whatever it is they're going to say, they say all kinds of crazy shit. What are you shit. doing in the car? <laughs> what? What are you driving? It just come out, and then it's like it's like clapping when you watch. Like, can you imagine if a woman out. tried to drive a Hummer? Oh my god! They would have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> it would kill them outright. Oh, I'd pay. I'd, I'd watch that movie. Actually, I'd watch that movie. I've actually seen plenty of women drive Hummers. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. I don't know if I've seen them drive them. Yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, I applaud the woman. But you know, they're, they, they're, all the people have the exact same tactics. This is the exact same tactics they all they use all the right. time yeah. to try to scare people into saying, "Oh, we shouldn't let women drive drive cars because their birth rate is low." Or you know, they just make up. They make up shit. Right. Yeah. They just make shit right. up because they'll turn into fucking flying winged yeah, monkeys. Yeah, they'll be. You know, fi- just yeah, like, mm, they, if they drive after midnight, they turn into gremlins. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, I, I will say that I think that it's 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 not only brave of this woman to do this, but I think it's awesome when people do this because it does spark international attention, sure. right? Sure. And that's obviously the goal of this, yeah. is to emphasize that there is still a country in the world that's like, female motorists, you know? like <laughs> What is this, what? the 20th century? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is just some crazy shit. So good for her. I just hope nobody decides to fucking torture her as a result. Yeah, and and you know, like that's a real possibility. It's a distinct. Po- I can you imagine, like the like legitimately the fear as you drove up to that checkpoint, you know, thinking like I hope this goes. Kind of looking to make a statement. I'm kind of not looking to get stoned to death in a fucking soccer arena. Right. right. You know. You know what I worry about is the waiting afterwards because they say no, and now you're sitting right. in your and car you're stuck. and you're just like, okay, well, I'm not going to go anywhere, and that's when your protest starts. Every moment, thinking that something awful could happen. I'm too chicken shit to do anything like this. Well, this, I mean, this is a tremendously brave person to do something. Incredible. Like this. And think about the horrors she could face. Not only could she be you know, dragged out of her car and beaten or, you know, lashed or whatever. But she could run out of audiobooks to listen to. No kidding, right? You know, I mean. <laughs> Have to turn on a bad podcast. Ter- like ours? Yeah. Or, yeah Can exactly. you imagine if she was just like, what's there still left to listen to? <laughs> listen, Cognitive dissonance. I've listened to literally everything. Right, like the internet is out. Like the, she's searching the internet. It's like. She's literally squeezing it dry. <laughs> she's got like an old rag and she's just squeezing the last bit of information out. And our podcast is the dregs of information. It falls out with but, a plop. <laughs> Too. That's a thing. Like when we fall, when we fall out of the internet, it's like a, it's it's a, like a there's backsplash. Yeah. It's you like, know a, what I mean? it's, it's like, like a, a stinky sock <laughs> fell on the ground. I was just like, what is that? It's just, did you have that in your bag? That's disgusting. Oh, God. You should have put some toilet paper in the water first. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, we speak that. This story comes from Alternet. Christian pastor finds ingenious way to exploit the homeless. (laughs) 
What? He did. He found an ingenious way. Uh, so this finally, you know, I actually, I actually uh, think this is pretty great because, you know, after so many hours spent thinking of ways to exploit the homeless, right, only to right. find out sure. that somebody else was already exploiting the yeah, homeless exactly. that way. <laughs> you know, and you're like, it's like, it's like filing your patent on how to exploit the homeless. Oh, no. And then the patent office is like, oh, no, no, no. No, they're already exploiting yeah, the homeless. Some assholes already figured this right? out. Like, God damn yeah. it. Back to the drawing board. You're yeah. like furiously scribbling. <laughs> There's like some a, weird equation on the board. Equations with like a series of fucking Greek letters. <laughs> and like a sandwich. <laughs> it has like, and it has like on the left, it has the start. It has like a fucking disheveled person. Oh, no. And on the right, you've got dollar signs. Like, you're just trying to fill in the blanks. There's like a cardboard box in there somewhere <laughs> where they stick their head at night. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, so the CEO of a Tampa-based uh, Tampa Bay area charity. Wait, oh, okay, it's a charity. It's not a church. Uh, well, we'll get there. Okay. So it's a Christian charity. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. It's it's a Christian charity. New beginnings of Tampa. Um, so they've been farming out the residents um, of the. So it's basically like running like a home yeah. for the homeless, yeah. right? You sure. Know? And then farming them out as indentured servants. To work and to pay for their way, which uh, which some charities do. I read in here the Salvation Army does that. I had no idea. Sure, yeah, yeah you got You got to do some work if you gotta want to do some work. It's like, yeah, it's a charity, but you have to. You got to do something. Got to yeah. do something. Yeah, which isn't then a charity in my thought. You, you know, know it's, I'm it's okay not with a charity. it. I'm okay with it. I know that there's a lot of people out there who think that the la- that the poor are just lazy fuckers that just can't they can't get their shit together because they're just too lazy and they don't want to do anything. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that would really respect a charity like that and may give money to a charity like that over another charity. So I'm okay with a charity like that because I think that people out there don't understand homelessness. They just want to hate it. But don't you think like it's charity if I give it away? It's not charity if we trade services for services. That's barter. <laughs> it's barter. It is. You know? It's a barter. And in so, this case, it's even worse because the guy was getting kickbacks from the government to pay for some of the stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's making mad money. He's making money off of the thing. He's sharecropping the homeless. <laughs> sharecropping. That's exactly what he's doing. He's fucking sharecropping them. It's like, you know, like like these guys are out there uh, fucking like loading 16 tons. <laughs> what do you get? So it's like, <laughs> did I beat you to it? It's okay. Uh, your voice is better for it. Oh, anyway. I sing so badly. Uh, yeah, your voice is deeper, so oh, it sounds awesome. better. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, and then plus to make these guys like, the work that they had them do was to sell fucking beer and food at concession stands. And some of them. And they're like, fucking alcoholics. Oh, God, that's the worst. Be like, here's your. Uh, and they're oh like putting God. the beer near their face. Be like, ah, I want this beer so bad. It's Could like, you imagine? That's like torturing someone. I, I mean, like, it literally is like torture. It's like having fucking heroin addicts. Torture. Fucking sell heroin. Right? You'd be like. <laughs> Hey man, I need you to sell this heroin. That'd for be me. weird to buy at the stadium. You'd be like, "Oh, heroin guy, heroin that be, guy." That would be kind of hook great me up, though. bro. And I'm he's like, like, "Oh, I gotta pass this black tar up over there." <laughs> right? and, he's just, and he's like throwing it. And yeah, he's got like catchy it. phrases. And then you gotta pass the two to three hundred dollars up to him, pass <laughs> through all those people. And you've got like a like yeah. it's, you're trying to catch it, but you've got like one of those novelty foam fingers. <laughs> no, like, it's a novelty foam <laughs> syringe. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of weird game are you playing? <laughs> Everybody in this stadium is so thin. <laughs> oh, no. No, this guy's a scumbag, though, because oh, he's, 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 scumbag. he's totally yeah. taking the money and going off with it. I do think, though, that, uh, that I think that there's going to be a group of people out there that are going to donate to a charity that make people work 
rather than a charity that doesn't because they feel like there's some justice being made. I think that's out. punishment, though. I, you, I think it's you know you at, and I yeah, you and I page, are yeah. on the same page. Yeah, but those people are like. Well, I'll give them the homeless money, but right. they better damn well work for it. You know what I mean? Like, they right. just don't understand. Right. They don't like the homeless, and they don't understand the homeless, and they don't understand the systemic problems of poverty in this country. So instead, what they do is just hate them. And so they, you know, and there's a lot of poor hating that goes on. There's oh, a ton so of poor, poor hating. hating that goes on. Yeah. I, I had a conversation just today where somebody said that a poor person has just as many opportunities as I have. And I was like, I got to disagree with you here. That seems like a not a thing. Thing that's happened. And I have to agree, I grew up poor, so I recognize that I am a poor person with a lot of opportunities, but it's because of a long series of luck and and perseverance on my part that's made me not sure. to be a poor individual anymore. But it's it's not that I was it's not that I was gifted anything, but it's it's that I took advantages of things that were available to me. Sure. Right. And and those are things that I look back on and say, I was very lucky to be able to take advantage of those things. Because a lot of poor people don't even have the few slim advantages that you did. Absolutely. Have. Absolutely. And any and think about the the digital divide that that separates the, sure. the poverty in this country. Any child with access to a computer is already one 100% ahead of any other child without access. Because just think about all the access to information you have just when you have the internet at your fingertips, plus access to all kinds of other things. And cultural values. Yeah. You know, that's like another huge thing, right? It's like, d- depending on what culture you happen to grow up in, like education may not be highly might not valued be. in that might culture. Not be. Yeah. You know, in cultures where education is highly valued, their kids grow up and they, they, you know, I mean, your kids grow up in an environment that says like education is something of value. Education yeah, is, right, a, right. is a good, it's right? true, yeah. If you grow up in a culture that does not value education culturally, it's going to be that much more difficult for you to be like, oh, well, I'll just take advantage of this thing that all around me, nobody else yeah. or very few other people yeah. either have access to or value. Yeah. Values are, are incredibly important in that process, you know? Yeah. Good grief. I want to see young people who are as committed to the cause of Jesus Christ as the young people are to the cause of Islam. I want to see them as radically laying down their lives for the gospel as, as they are uh, over in, in Pakistan and in Israel and, and Palestine and all those different places, you know, because we have, excuse me, but we have the truth. This story comes from CNN.com. And this is the exact opposite of the Daily Mail, right? Because the, the headline tells you nothing. Police chief on Austin shooting. We were lucky. <laughs> that really doesn't tell you shit what at all. What the fuck is this story yeah, about, exactly. you might ask yourself. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then you actually have to read the whole fucking article, which I felt was rude, in order... To know what it's you about. Just, you, just, you just cut and paste the, the words into the speech simulator and let it read it to you, Tom. You're <laughs> so lazy. So, but this is a very strange story about a guy in Austin who basically um, showed up to a police station and just started shooting the place up. Like, shooting at the police station. Like, like it was mad at the building. I know, it was so weird. It's so strange. It's so weird. Damn um, you, brick and mortar! So... He actually shot the building. Yes, no, he literally <laughs> shot the building. And uh, and that's, I mean, like, and then he also, he opened fire at a federal courthouse and at a Mexican consulate, and he tried to set the Mexican consulate on fire. And I'm thinking, like, when I'm reading this story, I'm like, and nobody stopped him. <laughs> He's on his third stop. Somebody stops and be like, hey, this is our first time in Austin. Can you take our picture? Yeah. <laughs> 
He sets his gun down. No problem. Sure. No, take a step back. Okay, you're good. All right. I got to go burn a Mexican Mexican consulate. Yeah, I'll be back no, later. It's fine. I've been yeah. shooting at it all yeah, day. I've been very busy shooting what? at it. The building yeah. won't die. They must be very close to one another. That's the first thing I thought is that they just have to be right next to each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, but you would think that you're standing outside of a federal <laughs> fucking building. You would think. Shooting at the building. Right. Someone might hear that. Someone might be like, stop shooting at us. <laughs> We're calling the police. Yeah. Or also, we probably have armed guards here right. that could act at any time. So weird that the police are just like, Woo, come on, Bill. Anytime here. Dodge the yeah. bullet on that. Police are like, well, dodge the bullet on that one. Yeah. Maybe. What the right. fuck? So anyway, they, the investigators, you know, they, they killed this guy, right? So he's the only one that dies in the attacks. Huh. Because this is not a well-organized string of attacks. He also had something written on his chest, didn't he? Like, kill he me, did. please. He had written on written in marker was let me die, let I me guess. Let me die, yeah. In case they, somebody was going to, like, do CPR on him, and it was like, oh, no, he wrote in fucking Crayola, <laughs> let me die. So. And it's notarized. So, yeah, right? Yeah, like, we got to let him go. He's got a yeah. DNR. He's got a DNR built in. Right yeah, on his chest. Right there. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's let me die. Um, and then when they, when they searched his house, they found a book called Vigilantes of Christendom. Um, and then he later, they found a handwritten note, which discussed, and this is my favorite, it discussed his rank as a, quote, priest in the fight against anti-God people. What wa- the fuck does that even mean? You gotta watch out for the anti-God people. Man. You gotta shoot at them. They're evidently all in the Mexican consulate. Every time I read that, I think of that stupid, those stupid shows where they're like, oh man, there's a shadow person living here. And they talk about the shadow people. You ever see those stupid shows? Like no. that that's those idiots who run around the house and scare each other oh, like with the, the ghost hunties. They have the they have the like glow in the dark camera and they right. like freak yeah, each yeah, other yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, oh the, you see the brick move? Oh, yeah, and then the they piss and shit themselves yeah. and run around. Yeah, yeah the same scared thing. Scared of the they, dark hunters. They, yeah. <laughs> scared of the dark hunters is perfect. <laughs> no, but they talk about shadow people on occasion, and that's all I could think of when this shadow. How would you see a shadow people at night? <laughs> what well, shadow would you see? It's you need dark. Glow in the dark. Camera or whatever they have, the the shadow of the shadow. (laughs) What that's impossible. Shadow knows. Now you're just talking crazy. I love that the Mexican consul, like, like Mexico is by and large a very Catholic country, right? Like, they're not anti God people at all. Yeah, they're just brown. And this (laughs) is also, this also came across on Think Progress where people were saying, if this were, you know, this is a a Christian uh, terrorist terrorist group, yeah. That nobody's talking about. Right. Well, we're talking about it. Yeah, here we are. And and you know the thing is, is if this is a real group and not just a fucking chick tracked bullshit that's right, in his house, yeah. then yeah, it's something you should be absolutely concerned about, and sure. it's something that you should pay attention to, and that they should crack down on, and they should find these people and make sure that they can't do any more harm. Right. Just like they should do with any other terrorist cell in the United States. You got to worry. There shouldn't because... be any kind of privilege because you have a fucking right. cross on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like, and if this guy had had, you know, Al-Akbar written on his chest, and, you know, yep. his house was covered in, and, yeah. it, and it said, like, that he is a uh, uh, mullah yeah. instead of a priest sure. of the war or whatever against anti-God people, this would have been on Fox News. It would have been the lead story for two weeks. You're probably right. Absolutely right. I think know? I think that there is definitely a journalist bias in this country. That where oh, they, hell yeah. And I don't think it wouldn't just been Fox News. I think a lot of people would have oh, been sure. this up. Yeah. Because they love to play that... Muslim terror angle. Mm-hmm. And it's not that there isn't any truth to some Muslim terror. Don't get me wrong. There right. certainly we is. Covered it. But uh, they love to make sure that they play it up. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, what the difference between them and us is, too, and this is a stark difference that I want to point out. They have out. paying jobs? 
<laughs> Another stark difference between them and us is that they want you to be afraid. Yeah. I right. think they want you right. to be afraid. I don't want you to be afraid of terrorists. I don't want you I, I personally don't think terrorists, especially like you you probably have absolutely nothing to worry about when it comes to terrorism if you live in the United States. You probably right. there's probably very little chance, if ever. You you are much better chance of getting hit by a car or even by much, a shark or you something. Have much yeah. better chance of getting struck by lightning. Uh, there's those things are. I don't think that that's something that should worry you. And I also am not worried about like ISIL. I don't think that that's a thing because I think that really all they do is hold their own people hostage. That's all they do. They they're they're not a threat to me. They're not a threat to sure, me in right. Chicago. I know, I'm not afraid of. Them. Them. I think that they're 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 uh, mechanically when we talk about weapons, they're mechanically a joke. It, it could take it. It would take. They blew up a couple of their leaders recently. <laughs> like nothing. They blew them up like nothing. That four or five leaders died in a single day. Yeah. Right. Because they that they, they literally have no chance. So I'm not worried about them. I don't care about them. I, the only thing I'm worried about is that poor innocent people that are going to come under their rule. That's the only right. people I care about. But when it comes right down to it, they're not holding me hostage. They're holding their own people hostage. Right. So I can care, and I do care, and I don't want people to be afraid of them. I think that there is definitely a, a leaning toward a lot of people where they want you to be afraid. They want you to fear. And because it, it, it keeps you in the seat so they could show you the fucking the Acura commercial. commercial. They want to scare you. And I think that I, I think that that's that's something you should pay attention to. Okay, because, don't yeah, be afraid. Right, because what bigger lead to the next, you know, after this break is, you know, the new terrorist group that could be blowing up your house in Kansas City, Missouri. Every year in Chicago, they have the exact same thing, and it's it's a it's a story about live electricity that runs to certain poles in the city, like certain street poles in the mm-hmm. city. There's a live electricity where they can touch something to it and make it spark. And so on a, every year in Chicago, they have this voltage threat. And they play it every year in Chicago. And nothing ever gets done about <laughs> it. But it's a news story, and I see the news story almost every year. So there's there are things that they do to make you <laughs> stick like, around. They're like, they're like out of stories. They're like, can we replay the Zappy Street Pole thing? <laughs> Sarah Zappy? Hey, a- is it time yet? Yeah. yeah, we've passed the requisite four right. months, so we can play it again. Yeah, yeah it's what? Uh, yeah, two weeks after Thanksgiving. <laughs> no problem. Light poles. No problem. Yeah. yeah, that's good. We'll name the segment Gazit. <laughs> I just pray over this equipment. We speak over the PowerPoint presentations, the, all of the video projectors, and we we'll say, "Devil, we know what you love to do in meetings like this." And we say, "You will not, in Jesus' name, you will not." prevent this message from going out no microphone problems in jesus name you know what's okay so this story is from right wing watch but before i even launch into it you see the news story that just popped up david barton falsely claims the average welfare family receives sixty one thousand dollars a year in benefits it's so obviously not true when the poverty line is twenty thousand dollars or something i i like that what are you talking about? The average, whatever. All right, That's so we'll stick to the actual story. But fucking, I hate. You know, this when guy. he says in benefits, though, what does he mean? Insurance. Sure, he's probably tacking all the. He's probably adding yeah. a bunch of different disparate benefits. Thank you, President then, Obama, for my large bowl of insurance I get to eat today. Right? You know. Anyway, David Barton. I fucking hate David Barton. I want to punch him in the eye. Just shit up. Uh, America must have a biblical view on computer programming. So this fucking dipshit spoke at some conference for assholes. It's a Christian apologetics conference. Can you imagine 
how awful this thing would be to attend. You are totally not getting laid at the bar. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying. Like, there's no play. I'll tell you what, though. You tap your foot in the stall in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's you something. Dude, you're going to be sucked by, like, seven dudes at once. <laughs> at once. Anyway. There's a lot of frustrated guys. <laughs> Terribly frustrated. And their wives are just waiting outside <laughs> the bathroom with their arms crossed and their lips fucking angrily pursed, oh, no. knowing exactly what's happening. And they're like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Susan, is your husband mm-hmm. in the bathroom, too? Takes a long time. Does a little bit of reading in there while he's in there, huh? <laughs> Mine, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I should take his phone away from him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he made the case that America must implement a biblical view on literally everything, Cecil. <laughs> literally all and things. And he specifically included... Computer programming. Do we it's want to play the strange. clip? Let's play the clip. So we have come into the point where the Great Commission now means say the sinner's prayer rather than Jesus, who said, "You teach them everything I taught you." Well, if you do that, you got to get into no-fault divorce in, in in Matthew 19. You've got to get into due process because in John 8, Jesus says, "Woman, where thou accusers," which is why we get the right to confront our accusers in the Sixth Amendment. We took that right from Jesus. Jesus came up with like the you have the right to remain silent. Right. Everything. Yeah. yeah sure, he did. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Jesus came up with due process. That's why we have courts. Yeah. But only like two thousand years after <laughs> Jesus. It took them a while to read Matthew. They're like, "Hey, should we have a fucking court system?" No. Right fucking, to- no. Yeah. Hey, what's in that dusty old book over? Over there. Right. Maybe it'll tell us about our court system. It's like 1532. They're like, anyone read that Bibble? Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm, haven't been around to it. I had the plague for like 1500 yeah, I was, years. I've been very busy. I've been hacking up a long... <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do everything Jesus said, then we've got to get into economics. We've got to get into employee-employee relationships. We've got to get into contracts. He covered all of that. And so if you don't get God back into business, back into media... And by the way, in the 1960s, you could not bring a movie out unless the church approved it. The church said on the on the editorial boards in the 1960s, and we said, oh, we shouldn't be involved in secular stuff. Guess what? We've given all that over. See, until we get back into saying, you know, I've got to have a biblical view on computer programming. What the fuck does that even mean? The biblical view on computer programming, <laughs> so that when you're thinking about how to write code, right, and you're like, oh, yeah, I need to write my fucking if-then statements, yeah. You have to first check the Bible. Right. And if the Bible says anything about the computer, <laughs> then you know you're reading a different book other than the fucking Bible. What on earth could you possibly mean by that? I have no idea. A biblical view on computer programming. I have a biblical view on everything. Contract law. I mean, everything. you know, like, look, I can, I can see... <laughs> <laughs> I can see certain things when he's talking about like trials and shit. Sure. And he's talking about he's talking about contract law or he's talking about divorce. Things that have a historical basis right. that could have been roughly addressed in equivalent How terms. on earth can you, what is what does Jesus have to say about GPS systems? Right? You know? Oh yeah, that's they, show me in the Bible one fucking moment where right. Jesus talks about anything that's in the future. You're like, you're like, yeah, I have to I have to code some lookup tables for rates and contracts for an insurance company. What would Jesus do? Would Jesus- like, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus didn't know what fucking insurance he was. No, he flipped the table over. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he just trashes. He's so he mad. rolls into every yeah. business fucking, and just fucking fucks fucking it up. angry as fuck. And it's like, wait a minute. Jesus wasn't pro-business. Yeah. <laughs> You lied to me. What's going on? Oh, man. I can't believe that he would say something like that. 
He'll say anything. I've got to have a biblical view as a business, a chamber of commerce. I'm a leader in chamber, whatever it is. If we don't get that back to where that everyone's got a common worldview, and, you know, based on, on our documents, that again is there is a God. He gives you a certain set of rights. The government protects those rights. He gives a fixed moral law that I'm not allowed to alter, and then below that I can make decisions. Until we get back to that common understanding of the nation, you won't have a stable nation. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, because we haven't like had st- stability <laughs> at all. No, Since the very beginning of this nation, we haven't had a bit of stability. Unstable. None of this. None of the stability. Yeah. I, 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 every day when I wake up and I'm safe and I'm secure yeah. and I have hot running water and electricity yeah. and then I hop in my car and I drive across the fucking interstate. Yeah. How many miles? 20, 30 miles? I, mean, I drive 37 miles one way to work and yeah. it's, it's, uh, I, I'm accosted right. by exactly zero brigands <laughs> and bandits. No brigands on your way to work? Man. Yeah. Terribly unstable. Terribly unstable, And then I yeah. show up and then, you know. Like, and then after, a- after the afternoon coup. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know it's break time because yeah, it's afternoon coup. I fend off the fucking pirates yeah. or whatever. <laughs> What are you talking about? And I have to, like, fight an orangutan before I get into my door every night. <laughs> they say your home is a castle every night. I come home and someone's laying siege to it. I literally like, have to dump boiling oil on them like, every single night. I have to, I have to text my <laughs> wife while I'm driving, like, open the portcullis. <laughs> Second show in two weeks, I got to say portcullis. That's amazing. You know, yes. the, I can't even get the fucking pizza delivery guy to come around anymore because there's so much fucking oil that's staining my fucking... <laughs> he won't even come near it anymore. He's like, it's fuck true. you. Every time I come by you, a pirate takes... My pizza. Why well, order from Beggar's Pizza? They're actually beggars. <laughs> They're literally beggars. They're just like, pizza for the poor. Pizza for uh, the poor. You know what else he said in there too? He, he said we have to all come to a common view. Yeah. Good luck. And, and, and well, the other thing is, isn't a it doesn't a diverse view. Uh, isn't that a better, more energetic view of the world to have diverse opinions, to sometimes bounce those differing opinions off each other to maybe see which one is the better one instead of all just having a monolithic view of the world? Yeah, I would agree with you, but I think that that's something legitimately that they're afraid of. I think that if you're a... I think that if you're one of these guys, if you're a Barton type, you know, like there's a whole... There's a type, right, that fits this character profile. Right. Uh, diversity, diversity is scary, right? Diversity is the exact opposite of what you want. You want a homogenous world. Sure. You want a homogenous sure. worldview because diversity just doesn't work. Like diversity is is antithetical to their entire structure of thinking. It can't. You can't accommodate other. It's thoughts. like a cookie cutter thought system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to fold within the cookie cutter. And if That's you it. don't. You know, how are you going to program if you didn't fucking find out from Jesus what to fucking say first? I curious, I'm totally curious what that means, though. If somebody has any idea and is a computer programmer and can somehow parse that into some sort of that would fucking be interesting. Yeah, idea, idea whatsoever. Because I don't get it. I literally, literally have no idea. Yeah, I don't. Because I, I, I don't know anything about Jesus and I don't know computer programming. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jesus didn't have a lot to directly say about that. Yeah. Because he didn't know about electricity yet. <laughs> There's so many things that Jesus didn't know about that go into computer programming. But the very oh. big, like like the silicon circuit fucking chips and shit that you use it, and all I mean everything. What literally yeah. everything. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like there isn't a one thing about computer programming <laughs> that Jesus had predicted. Maybe language. Like that's it. Yeah, but that's the funny thing. It's like like here's like Jesus is sitting there and somebody can you imagine trying to explain computer programming to somebody two thousand years ago? Be no. like, okay, here's the thing. 
we have machines that kind of think for us, but we have to tell them what to, to think and how to, to think do it first, and, and then they'll do it. Specifically, how to think it. Yeah. And then they'll do and it. And then they'll do it. And yeah. see, these computers are made out of materials you couldn't possibly imagine. Like, and there's no way you could <laughs> fucking possibly even make them until 2001 years from now. they get their power, you see, totally separate from the computer, they get their power because we take rocks we dig up from the ground, use them to boil water to create lightning that we then shoot through the world, and then we get little bits of lightning in our house. And then we turn that into energy that powers the thinking machines that we call computers. You'd be fucking strung up immediately. <laughs> immediately. You'd be You'd fucking be a devil worshiper. You would be a devil worshiper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You worship the... It is kind of funny that you're basically turning rocks into thoughts, though. That is like, pretty awesome, awesome, actually. That's really super awesome. So this story comes from the Business Insider. Someone's going to bitch. They're not really thoughts. It's a computer. <laughs> It's not really thinking, guys. We get so many oh, of those so, emails. It's going to be so it's pedantic. so bad. Coal is not really actually a rock. Technically, <laughs> coal... Okay, I... Fuck it, I quit. I quit. Go away. Just, just quit. go away. Yeah, I know. It's a joke. Leave I'll be telling alone. a lot of them today. <laughs> well, I'll be trying. I'll be doing my best. They won't be working. Yeah, they won't be good. Podcasters. They live in squalor, destitute, and disenfranchised eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please. Go to patreon.com backslash distance pod today, make a pledge, and help these poor, innocent creatures lead a life worth living. As this story comes from the Business Insider, Hindu worshippers killed 500,000 animals at a festival. Um, and the pictures are staggering, it says. Um, so the large kind of staggering. They're terribly I staggering. I wasn't staggered. Not did terrible. you stagger? No. I I blinked. They did fucking lop the noggins off a lot of cows, though. I will say that. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a half a million. It looks... Have you ever seen Apocalypse Now when they cut that cow in the Apocalypse Now? They cut its head off at the very yeah, end. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah that, they're totally doing that to one of the cows in this. Although they, sure. it's That's half second before it's dead. It's... You know, you look at the very first picture, and they look like they're standing around thinking, well, what the fuck do we do now? Because yeah. they're, like, standing in a goddamn field... And it's a sizable field. There's a lot of cows it's in there. It's like, it's fucking Civil War dead. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. you could walk oh, from yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> what you need is a slow pan and zoom and somebody right. to play that violin. Ken Burns, Ken Burns to narrate it. Be violin. Like, <laughs> you could walk from one end of the battlefield to the next. Dear Margaret. 
I'm dead. <laughs> this is the last letter that I write to you. Know that I had in my heart not but the <laughs> deepest affection, Moo. <laughs> I did love the way that they used oh, to write really letters did. back in the yeah. day. They were like oh, they hyper, were awesome. They were hyper-literate. They, they were fucking s- got oh, killed by the tens of they thousands. They were super great, yeah. Um, and so also we, dead. <laughs> Look at that guy. He writes beautiful letters. I know. Yeah. Shoot him with a cannon. <laughs> Let's see what he writes on his gravestone. Here lies gangrene. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Back to the story. Uh, anyway, so they're they're killing all these animals. They, they sacrifice birds and yeah. you know whatever. And it looks <laughs> like it looks like they have a, a little bit of that. Uh, what do they call that? Funnel cake. It looks like they got a little funnel cake going on here. But they had a good reason to do yeah. it, Cecil, and that's because they think that the. Hindu deity will give them wishes. Yeah. Wishes. And I, I will say, like, let's say, because we did get some, there was some conversation uh, <clears throat> on our Facebook page when I posted this. Somebody's like, hey, if you eat meat, how is this any different? Sure, you yeah. know. And look, I don't oppose the killing of animals for food or right. for leather or for other Sure. Whatever, yeah. you know. Um, I do, however, think that there is a distinction between humanely slaughtering an animal for food or or whatever and hacking it to pieces with a sword in a field. Yeah, I'm like, kind of with the sword in the field. I got to be honest with you, man. Just, I think I think we should we should basically arm our cows, armor them, right? and we should just have to fight them for our food. I'm not fighting an armored. I cow. think that would be awesome. I think that would. I mean, really, you earn your meal. I you know? become enamored of fava beans all of a sudden. <laughs> I think we all make choices. I think you know, clearly there's a lot of cognitive dissonance when it comes to sure. eating meat. There's a I know that I have. There's Absolutely. a ton of it. Yeah. I I own pets. I love my pets. I think they're awesome. I would I I I weep when they die, but I uh, I eat meat all the time, and sure. I recognize that there is certainly some cognitive dissonance in me when it comes to eating meat. Uh, I don't think I, and I think that people put meat in layers, right? So we think about certain things where we say, this, "I put all my meat in layers." <laughs> layer it all. It's like a giant turducken. It's, it's, like it's, everything it's, is a turducken. One kind of yeah. meat, one kind of cheese. That's the layer system. But we we have this we have this idea where we think about meat and and, and meat animals in a way where we go, they aren't. Pet animals, so it's okay. So sure, we think. Right. Of, so we think about cows as lesser animals. We think about pigs as lesser animals. We think about, and there's certain animals we automatically sort of have a revulsion towards, where we say, "Oh, we wouldn't eat." We was, in America, we certainly wouldn't eat dogs. That's something we don't think sure, is a good idea. No. no, no dogs, no horses in America. That's something else we don't do. Um, no cats. That's another thing we don't do. And then uh, dolphins. And whales and those sure. those are things that we just say no. That's that's taking it a step too far because several of them are pet animals and the other ones we think are intelligent enough where we think oh that's yeah it's a little too close at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's we a little weird. It's a little yeah. weird, right? Yeah. Although I got to be honest, if a dolphin was where bacon came from, I would have a fucking flipper lettuce and tomato sandwich every day. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? There's no way I wouldn't eat it. No, but but pigs are highly intelligent creatures, and we kill them by the droves oh, to yeah, get bacon. Sure. Uh, so there is a lot of cognitive dissonance, and then people will be uh, people will say, "Okay, well then instead I'm just going to eat chicken, and I'm going to eat fish because those are much lower when we yeah, think about right. lower uh, animals on the, in the on the food chain, and we think about lower intelligence, and we think fish are very are very low on the intelligence level, and so are, are chickens. So we don't think that those are animals that w- it's okay for us to eat. Sure, them. and so. There's certainly a hierarchy that we pay attention to. 
But I do think that there's a lot of cognitive dissonance when it comes to this. If they were to use all that stuff, and and and, and some people had posted that they actually are going to be using that stuff, that the food gets, that the meat gets eaten, and that they do the hides get used, then yeah. that's fine. I'm totally fine with it. I you know I recognize that there's a there's a level of brutality to them being butchered in such a way, but at the same time, does it really matter that they get butchered this way or butchered another way? You know what? I gotta say for myself, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, see, I, I I disagree on the on the how they're butchered. I, I I will say that I don't I don't have a problem with eating cows. I don't really. It doesn't bother me to eat most food. What I consider to be food animals. Yeah, and I will I will be the first to admit that I don't think that I can back that up reasonably. Sure, There's I don't no think, reason behind it. Yeah, I I can't. You know, I know that my affinity toward eating meat is uh, selfish, selfish and it's cultural and. Ecologically, kind of a disaster. It is, yeah, and I, and I know that, and I and I I have struggled with that in the past, and I sometimes struggle with it now. You know, I think about it not eating meat. I think about reducing the amount of meat that I that I eat. I think about which meats are, uh, you know, maybe less damaging than others to consume, and maybe some meats are a treat food rather than a sure, daily type sure. of food. Um, you know, so it's something that I that I have given some thought to, and I got to tell you, I I don't think I could say. Yeah, man, I've got a good, reasonable defense that gets me out of this fucking predicament. No, I don't think there is meat. one. It's selfish. Yeah, and it's cultural. I think you're right. But I would also say that if you are going to eat meat, if you're going to make that decision, that there, to me, to me, there is a difference between an animal that is slaughtered very quickly and an animal that's hacked to death with sure. a giant knife. Would you argue, though, that there's a difference between how an animal is raised throughout its life and ca- and cared for before it dies, too? Would you say that that's I, a good I, yeah, thing? Yeah, I think I think the factory farming is atrocious, and that's something else I struggle with. Maybe these animals had a really—I mean, some of these had little bandanas on. I saw maybe they, they had cute. a really nice life, they Tom. Look, maybe they did. You know, and maybe it was just the thing that was horrific at the end. But maybe. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this animal. There's a little lamb here that's been gutted, and it looks I like— I saw it. It, it looks super It's adorable. Cute. It looks it's, you know cute. what it actually reminded me of? It's funny that you say that. Like when I take my dog to the groomer, he always comes back with a jaunty little bandana <laughs> on him. You know? But my dog's like made like 70% of tumors at this point. Yeah. Oh, so, no. He's so old. <laughs> Those are good eating right here. He so. just flops on his, his tumors are his legs yeah. at this point. That just <laughs> rolls around on him. I still don't think these people are getting wishes either, though. Well, I mean, I think that's the given, right? You know, like when I eat meat, when I eat meat, it's not because I want fucking wishes. I wish I was thinner. (laughs) All I'm wishing for is more meat. Yeah, exactly. You know, there there is nothing normal about being a sodomite. There is no life that will come out of a rectum. You cannot produce life. It's only death. Every time, there's nothing in a rectum except waste, refuse, and death. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Scott Lively, homosexuality is worse than murder. Um, this is something I think we should just play. It's a minute and change long, right? Now, before we play this time, can I just can we just talk that Scott Lively is the guy who went to Uganda? Sure. Scott Lively is the guy who went to Uganda, yeah. and mm-hmm. what a couple people said on our Facebook page was, stop giving these idiots attention. Here's the that. problem with that idea. When you put your fucking head in the sand and ignore this guy, he goes to Uganda and he gets a law passed where they're okay to kill homosexuals. Yeah, I don't understand that, like, stop giving this guy attention. He's getting attention yeah. already. The problem is he needs to get some attention from our side, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't... We're, I'm not making him a celebrity by covering this guy. No. He is already getting plenty of attention among an influence 
all I'm doing is is opposing that. Influence. Yeah, exactly. When Satan is going to kind of come against mankind, Satan comes right against your cheek. It turns out he does. He'll co- <laughs> you know what? If you hold your eye open, he'll come in. <laughs> The most fundamental attack on humanity and the most fundamental uh, essence of rebellion against God is sexual perversion because it's attacking the very essence of who we are, being created in his image as procreative. Think of that word. We are procreative. That's who he is. He, the creation is the breath, the logos out of the, out of the mouth of God, the creation itself, and we engage in procreation. Isn't that amazing, Tom? Procreation? Procreation. Wow. You can tell it's something because he said it slower. <laughs> and that's how you know he's making a point, is when he says procreation. Right. And look, I'm all for Bar, but Q. <laughs> Square roll. <laughs> wait, wait, that's not the same. <laughs> you said it like a German person. Have you ever heard a German person try to use a squirrel? Know, it's so oh, awesome. it's so great. They can't say Dry squirrel. Say like, uh, squirrel. <laughs> It's so awesome. <laughs> Although they could send us like their their 170 character word, and you're like, I don't. That's not a word. No. That's a paragraph. Reflecting the essence and image of who God is in in who we are, that is so powerful. So so when you look at uh, at uh, in the Bible, there are sins that you would think of are worse. You know, murder, you know, mass murder. This ass murder. That's worse. Ass murder. <laughs> hey. I'm going to murder you, but I'm going to ass murder you. Whoa, whoa. Hey. I actually have that bookmarked on Pornhub, ass murder. <laughs> totally got that. But what, what does it come down to? Leviticus 18 tells the, it tells the Hebrews exactly what it is that God identifies as the most rebellious behavior. Is it planting two forms of crops in the same row? No, it's eating shrimp. Oh, is shrimp it eating, cocktail. Is it shrimp cocktail? Okay, yeah. let's see. Let's see if it's shrimp cocktail. I'm sure it is. Tom says shrimp cocktail. The behavior that causes the land to actually vomit out its inhabitants. What That's is a it have, volcano. What does it have? Food poisoning? <laughs> it ate a shrimp cocktail. It's like, oh, God, the land doesn't feel so good. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody got to devein those things. <laughs> oh, no. And every item on that list, except for child sacrifice, is sexual perversion. And child sacrifice is a form, is often a form of sexual perversion. And that's so. That's where we are. I've done a booklet. I mean, a, a brochure. A chick oh, tract. They call those. Hey, I've done a. I've. Hey, listen. These brochures don't write themselves. <laughs> I've gone. I have taken. I spent up to ten minutes writing this brochure. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. I got. I, I don't fucking discount what I have to say. I spent all this time on fucking MS Paint. <laughs> whipping up. I went to Microsoft Publisher and I, made, I whipped up a quick hate-filled brochure about child sacrifice being a form of sexual perversion. Uh, Nobody performs child sacrifices. <laughs> who's doing who's this? A, who's the rampant child sacrificer out I there? I like that. I like that it's yeah. often so the, the, that means there's a statistic where sometimes it's not because yeah. it's not ever. <laughs> so sometimes somebody's out there like, hey, whoa, uh, I've talked to look nine uh, out of ten. Child sacrificers. <laughs> it's not even a thing you can say as a plural. Right. Are also fucking them. Oh, right? yeah, right, yeah. But that tenth one, he's fucking pure. I got to get him. I got to hand it to him. Look, he's, he's just one purist. of those guys that throws him up in the air and hits him with a bat. You know he's what I mean? He's a hobbyist. Yeah. Oh, no. He's a he's an amateur child sacrificer. Uh, titled Not Just Another Sin, and you can actually access it 
uh, at least read the, the thing on the website, defendthefamily.com. But it's the, it makes the case through the scriptures that homosexuality is not just, it's not just another sin. It is the sin that defines rebellion against God, the outer edge of rebellion against God, and is the harbinger of God's wrath. And that's why the scripture gives the warning. As in the days of Noah. I, I don't know what the fuck that even means. The days of Noah were 900 years long. The days of Noah were so long. Like, as in the days of Noah, plants lived <laughs> too because he lived for like a thousand years. So as in the days of Noah, there be. Oh. Who cares? What a bunch of gobbledygook, though. And this yeah. is a guy, though, who where he where he goes... He gets people to believe him. Sure. You know, this is, we laugh at this. We think it's hilarious. Oh, ha, 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 child sacrifice. There's people out there who take this to heart. Oh, yeah, man. And that's Mm -hmm. a big deal to them. He's basically saying, look, being gay is the worst thing you could do in the world to God. Therefore, you are affronting God. Therefore, whatever you do to these people is fucking just. You know, and he vociferously defended himself against the claims that he was to blame for the Ugandan laws. Yeah. But this tar- the target, his audience here is not us. No. His audience here is other nations that have uh, a worldview of that incorporates Christianity in a way where child sacrifice is a real thing. Yeah. A more sort of rudimentary sort of uh, view of Christianity, not, not sort of a more educated or nuanced view of Christianity. Yeah. This is a very... So whether it's the fundamentalist nuts here or the fundamentalism that's being bred overseas, um, it th- that's the target audience, yeah. right? Because he knows he's lost any moderate or nuanced view of Christianity. I do believe that atheists are parasites in the sense they're benefiting from everything that religious culture is built in America, but they're doing nothing to add energy into the system. This story also comes from Right Wing Watch. Bill Donahue, non-religious people need therapy since they die prematurely and are disproportionately insane. Well, I feel crazy as hell listening to this guy, so... This guy is going to die from cholesterol. I know, That's right? That's like, I'm saying. Like, this guy needs Captain Butterball. Stop eating therapy. <laughs> this guy, like, he's got, like, one of those timers in his self that, like, already popped out. Right. When, he, when he cuts himself, it's a grease stain. <laughs> <laughs> if he were to go tanning, the little thing would be... <laughs> his skin is crispy and delicious. He renders. Oh, it's, he yeah, doesn't absolutely. sunburn. He, yeah, renders. he renders. All right, so this is Bill Donahue, uh, not... To be confused with Phil Donahue from the Catholic League, which we found out from David Silverman is like two guys. Yeah. So it's like Bill and Phil, the Catholic League. And so this is him talking on some show, although I don't know what the show is, but who cares? I'm playing it from YouTube. They believe that freedom is licensed to do whatever you want. That's why they're, quote, non-judgmental. They made a judgment when they made themselves non-judgmental. They believe in no holds barred. They don't like the three dreaded words in the English language we got from our Jewish friends. Thou shalt not. I actually disagree. I think there's several things, a few things that I say thou shalt not, and that's fine. Thou shalt not kill is a fine thing to say. Sure. I think thou shalt not steal is a fine thing to say. I think I think thou shalt not kill or thou shalt not commit murder or whatever is is a is a pretty reasonable stance, stance to take, yeah, right? Absolutely. And you don't have to and the nice thing is if you actually subscribe to it. Then you don't have to bend over backwards when you're conquering other lands. 
right, to right. make excuses sure. for why it doesn't yeah. work anymore. Yeah. They don't want to be told anything, which is why they die prematurely. They're unhappy. That's why we have a disproportionate number of agnostics and atheists in the asylum. All of this is true. All this is true because he said it. I just said it out loud. Didn't you hear me say it out loud? <laughs> that's how you make things true. Look, yeah. that's how the Bible was made true. <laughs> It's the same rigor in which we we take the Bible's word right? for it. It's in a brochure, yeah, motherfucker. So. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> I love the idea that that atheists and agnostics are the ones that are in the asylum more. Right? Why would that be? We think about it this way, and I, I this is how I think about it. So I'm going to ask you to think about it in the same I way. I will. I'm already thinking about it that way, right. and I don't even know you which don't way. Even to know think. which way I'm going. I only got one life. Why the fuck would I want to spend it in an asylum? <laughs> I, I can't imagine that uh, because I am an atheist, all of a sudden I go crazy, right? Like, what is it about? What is it about my lack of belief that makes me like I've embraced reason, and so now I will become crazy? Hmm. No, I think mental illness will strike or not strike. I you think know, that- I could be stricken tomorrow with mental illness. Sure. I have no. I have no way to gauge whether that will happen, and I have no way to prevent whether that will happen. Just like I have no way to know whether I'll have a heart attack tomorrow sure. or the day after. You'll, I know. I'm I was going to say the day after. I was going to say it's going to be soon, yeah, so it doesn't uh, matter regardless. Two yeah. hours. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> like when the doctor comes in, like you got six months. The doctor yeah. comes in, he's like seventy-two hours. Yeah, tops. that's tops. Yeah, uh, that's top a go- side. Very good. Very Make it through good. the weekend. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you don't have a heart attack before I leave the room. Right. They're so. like, sir, <laughs> we'd like it if you'd make it through the weekend. Also, it's Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1056. Yeah. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this last story comes from the CBC. Uh, Colling Wald. Good job. That's actually, I think you did a pretty good job on that, although it's a pretty simple name to speak. Yeah, so. it, it, it's not really a name. Lived with husband's corpse, believed he would be resurrected. Um, Hamilton women get suspended sentence um, after pleading guilty to single charge. What what do you charge somebody with? So criminally stupid, criminal stupidity. I guess I love I the car. The car. It's like it's like a crazy person's mystery machine <laughs> that they're driving around in. You know what I mean? It's like it's the mystery of the Trinity machine. <laughs> <laughs> like zoinks, man! It's like Jesus. <laughs> It's like transubstantiation, man. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, a woman left her husband's rotting corpse in their bedroom of their home um, because she thought he was going to rise from the dead. I just keep thinking of like Scooby eating all the wafers. (laughs) He's eating all the communion wafers. (laughs) Those are his Scooby snacks. He just keeps... (laughs) Like Zoinks, man, you ate all the communion wafers. That's the Holy Ghost. Oh man! Oh, and the guy, the uh, priest, pulls the mask off. Then he's like, "And I would have diddled them if it wasn't for all those <laughs> kids. But <laughs> I would have diddled them all." <laughs> this is the worst Scooby cartoon ever. <laughs> somebody has made this oh. cartoon. That's the thing. That's the thing that's unsettling is you know that somewhere oh, on the gracious. deepest, darkest part oh, of the internet, man. like basically like the fucking. Sludge well of the internet, like where the fucking it's the garbage. Gr- it's the collapsed. grease trap of the internet. 
<laughs> this lies just under that. Oh man. Um, but basically, this 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 dude dies, right? And he fucking dies because they won't take him to the fucking. <laughs> He's got diabetes and his foot rots off. <laughs> Why is that funny to you? Oh, God. Look at you over it's there. So you're like, crazy. You're like laughing. He's like, his foot rotted off, and now you're so crying crazy. over there. Tom, what the fuck? <laughs> what fucking person? Okay, let me just say. Okay, so I'm going to finish this story really quick. So the foot rots off. <laughs> fucking Captain fucking Peg Leg's foot rots off. You're I'm going to get the whale. <laughs> Lank in bed. And so his wife... Hermetically seals the room, hoping he's one day going to be resurrected. I think that was a good plan. <laughs> I at least like that she had the forethought to seal off the room. You know, because okay. she had to know. Like, if I really thought you were going to get resurrected, right. Right. why am I sealing off the room? Let's. Now, how could God get in? Let's take a look. The Holy Ghost is blocked. Let's take a look at the Bible. How many people get resurrected in the Bible? Mm. Two. Lazarus and Jesus. Lazarus right? and Jesus. Right. That's it. I think I'm right when I say two. Please send me your pedantic emails and tell me that I'm <laughs> well, wrong. Actually, in one of the versions, <laughs> zombies rose up because that's actually a thing. I think. Yeah. And, yeah. We're gonna get something. But in any case, two people. Why do you think your husband is uh, like one number of those three? People? Like, why is Num- he three? Lucky number three. Why is he three? <laughs> you read the fan fiction already. Right. You've read the book backwards and forwards. Clearly, you read it. Every single symbol in it is on your vehicle. I know you wrote it on the car. <laughs> so you've read the book. You know it's really fucking rare that something like that happens. And why would you think that God would let your fucking fucking biscuit <laughs> run off? <laughs> right? God's up there like, is he dead yet? Because I'll bring him back. But I have to wait for him to die. I can't cure his fucking I have to diabetes. bring him back. I have to bring him back sans biscuit. So, yeah. <laughs> Pat like McGee, yeah, he's gonna be fine once he rubs a little dirt on it. He's gonna be great. It's it's just so weird. The police arrested her and they charged her with indignity to a corpse. Basically, that's weird. How about indignity to her husband for not getting him to the fucking emergency room? Let me tell you. How about indignity to her children who she made who who had to pray every day for their dead fucking father in the room right next to them? I think here's oh, the thing. I feel so weird. Here's the. Th- that's so weird, dude. And not like sexy weird. Like right, really like, weird. Yeah, like yeah. pray for dad. Dad's foot rotted <laughs> off. Mom's fucking nuts. I just can't get over his foot. His foot. His he's like, foot's foot. like in a jar with like a, like a pickle jar. <laughs> oh, it's still good. We're going to save it for when God brings it's it back. Pickle's dad foot. It's right in there. It's delicious. Uh, now, but it's like pickled herring. It's a horrifying thing that she did to her children. Oh, it is. It's absolutely horrifying. How is that not abusive? I don't know. I think it is abusive. Like she gets charged with this fucking bullshit count of like, don't be mean to corpses. Like, I don't even know what that even means. Yeah. It really mean. Like. <laughs> Hey, you had to wonder. I like, eat animal corpses every day. Right? Don't you think that's mean? Right. But like, this guy's like, "Oh, uh, honey, we really need to do something." Like at this point, we can't ignore the foot. <laughs> the foot <laughs> is. <laughs> this is really a problem. No, no, no. It'll be fine. It turns out though, the way she says it, he didn't say that though. He was like, "Yeah, he was just like, he was whatever. Like, no, we'll let like God fine. heal it." Yeah, he's like, "God will heal it." But I, I read my car earlier. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but then I looked at could my... You, could you read the verse of the hood to me, <laughs> just so I know what... Okay. 
Okay, we'd like to thank our most recent patrons, of course. Uh, we'd like to thank all our patrons, but we'd like to thank our most recent patrons. Ray, Tammy, Franco, Karina, Tyler, Lee, Skeptic Sarah, Todd, and Travis. Thank you all so much for your generous donations. Uh, your donations go a long way to making sure the show is possible, and it also lets us do things like later on tonight, we're going to donate $2,000 to Foundation Beyond Belief and hopefully match $2,000 worth of donations to, to, to Foundation Beyond Belief, and that'll be awesome. I also want to point out that this week we got a message from someone on Facebook who said they'd really like to contribute to the Foundation Beyond Belief, but they couldn't. Uh, be on at the time that we're going to be on. So they wanted to contribute $500. They were looking for a way to do it. They said, hey, would it be okay if I matched with you guys? And I said, absolutely. So the person doesn't want their name said, but I will say thank you to Glory Holio, the masked philanthropist. I love it. And Glory Holio, you know, Unlike Zorro, who puts a Z everywhere, <laughs> I don't want to say what he puts everywhere, but we want to or how he writes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we definitely want to thank him for his uh, five hundred dollar donation, and we're going to be using that tonight. Twenty five hundred dollars, we're going to match uh, based on that. So we're going to be putting two thousand dollars of our money, and Glory Holy Ho put together a five hundred dollars that he already sent to us, and we're going to put that on uh, on up against for, for Foundation Beyond Belief, and hopefully we can match up to 5K tonight. That would be amazing. Which, how incredibly generous. I mean, $500, $500, $500 of his own money. Fucking around. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's amazing. And we just really thank you for doing that. I think that's just awesome. So uh, David in Kentucky sends us a message about church tithing, and he said, uh, just so you know, it's a lot more complicated than just Rome having all the money, that the money is separated into tiny little little sort of areas uh, dioceses have money. But another thing that he doesn't mention in here is that religious orders have money. So there's religious orders like the Jesuits. That's a religious order that has money on their own. So not only do the, does the Roman Catholic Church itself have money, but uh, the Jesuit order and other orders like that, Franciscans, they have money on their own too. So there's there's not just money that goes into the Catholic Church. I wonder if it's like a franchise fee they have to pay or something like that. But there's there's money seeping through all of it. So it's not it's 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 so it's so much different than just one entity that has all the money. It's it's a right. it's a big weird spread out of wealth throughout the whole thing. Well, and there was a weird story that came out this week that basically like they like checked their books again and found a few accounts that had a few hundred million euros. That's it? Yeah. Wow. Just laying about. So hundred, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they'll donate the entirety to charity. Yeah. And Golden Thrones and Bubble Cars. <laughs> bubble Cars. <laughs> <laughs> we got a, a message from James, and James says uh, – the Catholic churches actually buy insurance to cover their priests from sexual assault. And there's a ton of things he put in this email where he says, um, insurance companies are willing to cover some pedophiles and not others. Can you believe that? Like That you would be such a rampant pedophile that they say, look, man, we'll yeah, cover right? the guy who only diddled one kid. But the guy who diddled the whole classroom, we're not going to cover that right. guy. You know, when Lloyd's of London is like, mm, pass. Like we'll fucking insure anyone for enough money. Another interesting thing, he says the church enlists the aid of worldly company to save money on court cases. Isn't that amazing? It is. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's it's crazy. Like, just pay up. Just pay up and yeah. fire all these people and send them to jail. Yeah. Tom, you wanted to read a Google voice. We haven't done this in a long time. We haven't, but this one, this one struck me as a particularly wonderful job of translation from Google. So Google said... Hey, coming. So it's Andrew from Toronto, Ontario. So a few shows ago, do you guys are discussing, I suppose, to discuss holiday beverages. 
the knowledge base and we are serving that you didn't think it was even possible to Chelsea. <laughs> and I, and that's I the reason I wanted see, to read this See, I didn't one. think it was possible to Chelsea either. That's amazing. And I left as the gag reflexing, kicking. <laughs> For the as well, I see this call for make some sense. So I went to my local grocery store for some delicious. It kept mortgage, and I'm going to try to. So, hey, kudos. So Turner's nobody, okay? 30. Why? Well, so, okay, peace. That's port. Almost exactly. Chat a little with some stuff. Diets prove it's possible, too. Perhaps not. Advisable, let you guys back. Best portal. (laughs) It's actually Burt Portal. Burt Portal is. <laughs> what was Google thinking? Oh, Burt Portal is an awesome fucking thing. That should be a band. Oh, we amazing. are Burt Portal. That's amazing. We got a message on Facebook from somebody who said that they listened with growing dismay at the tail end of 192, where we bent over backwards to define various threats. Uh, uh, various acts of terrorism as religiously driv- driven moments uh, and maneuverings as not completely religious in nature. And they wanted to fucking school us on this. And when I read through this message, I, it basically said what we said. I, I didn't really find a lot of difference in what we had to say. I mean, we mentioned that it was a caliphate. We mentioned that ISIS is doing all kinds of crazy shit. I don't think you can paint with a broad brush over every single bit of terrorism that has defined itself as Islamic and say it was all religiously motivated. I think you have to take some things as more political than religious, even though there is some religious underpinnings to them. I don't think that you can say that it's all 100 percent because the Quran said so. I think that there, you know, there is certainly some religious terrorism and religious uh, uh, barbarism that is happening today that we need to point to and say this is wrong. And they're saying it's, it's, it's because of Islam and we need to stop it recognize. I totally recognize that. And I also think there's some stuff that is political in nature that sometimes we broad brush as a as a way in which to say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's that's religious, too. And it might not be as religious as we hope it is. Yeah. You know, I think I don't think we're as far apart as you think we are, I guess, is the th- is the thing that that I would take from this email is that um, if it wouldn't make this show. If we didn't think that it was religious in nature. Right. We wouldn't cover it if we didn't think that it was religious in nature. Um, we're not. I mean, yes, we, we do cover political topics. We don't generally cover international political topics. So, um, you know, it would not make this show if we didn't think that it had a religious angle to it. So I, I don't think we're as far apart as maybe you think that we are as far apart. Yeah. Um, these are things that we pretty much have said out loud. Many times. Show. We got a message from someone who we saw at Skepticon but did not talk to. Um, This is a gentleman who had a seeing eye dog there, and he talked about – he sent us a long message and said he was sorry that he didn't get a chance to meet us, but he was working with his brand-new seeing eye dog who was uh, sort of acting up while he was there. And one of the things he said is that it seems like there's a lot of discrimination against seeing eye dogs in general. Well, I mean, what a fucking hassle, the the guy. I mean, you, you already have to deal with, you know, challenges that you and I as sighted people don't have to fucking deal with. And then he's got to deal with fucking religious discrimination because he's got a dog and people are fucking got to bug up their ass because dogs are unclean or what have you. It's just it's garbage. 
It's I'll, nonsense. I'll tell you, you can't call an animal that does what a seeing eye dog does unclean. Yeah, right? I just think that that's a stupid thing to say. You're you're a non-thinking individual if you do that. Because the amount of help that, and not just that, service animals in general, the amount of help they give to those people is unbelievable. It's amazing. And to say like, oh, that animal's fucking blanket unclean, you're a fool. And what other animal are you going to uh, interpose into the mix instead? Like you can have no. like a fucking seeing eye baboon. <laughs> like a, like it's just like it's a seeing eye chip, and it's just tearing arms off. Know, him. It's, just like, it's like it's like it's tearing. It's biting the fingers and genitals off everyone around them. <laughs> like I mean, like there's only a handful of animals that you could use. Like a seeing eye giraffe poses <laughs> a lot of logistical <laughs> problems. Although its sight line is excellent. It's you. It's That's great. The thing. Yeah, but but, but that getting you got him in the subway is a bit. To grab onto that thing on their back is a son of a bitch. <laughs> let me like, tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing eye porcupines. <laughs> Those are, that's you know. too stingy. You can't do that. <laughs> seeing eye jellyfish. <laughs> Keep it in a little jar and walk around with it. Doesn't even have eyes. Yeah, what, how does it tell you? It just bounces into the front. You're like, go left, go yeah, right. You have to put your hand in the jar and it stings Ow. you. God damn it. So we got a message about episode 179. Uh, in that episode, Tom was talking about wrapping gifts, and I think we both were talking about how awful we are at wrapping gifts. And we got a suggestion about it. Yeah, uh, so he suggested that rather than my current method of just basically rolling it in wrapping paper and tape and hoping that some of it sticks yeah. to the present, yeah. that you actually find uh, that there are places that do this work uh, as a charity, as a way to, to drive money toward a charity. So they'll set themselves up at a mall or some other location of commerce, and then you can go and pay them some nominal fee. They'll wrap your gifts. They'll do it in a way that's aesthetically pleasing and not horrifying like I do. And then you can use that as a way to donate. So if you see those guys, I would suggest using them. Uh, I've never seen those yeah, guys. I don't go to the mall. So I will I don't cover know. fucking presents in goddamn toilet paper. I don't care. Whatever it takes. We got a message about the Ferguson stuff. A couple of people sent us messages about yeah, this, do. basically saying, you guys should pay attention to facts, blah, blah, blah. Why start and that now? the police are awesome and that they should be able to fucking shoot people in the face when they want. <laughs> um I, I first off, I want to say that uh, that I never said that the police officer was wrong in what he said. And I don't think that that's what that case said either. That case that went to a grand jury was just going to see if he was going to go to trial. That's all it was going to see. It was not a definitive. He is guilty of this or he is not guilty of this. So don't mistake what I said as saying the police officer was in the wrong. I just think that there's enough evidence personally after looking at both the forensic evidence and the eyewitness testimony. I think that there is enough evidence where they might have gone through a trial. They didn't decide to do that. And I'm not on that jury. So I don't get a get to get a chance to have really much of a say at all. Uh, I think that a lot of people seem to give the police a blanket a blank check when it comes to being able to hurt other human beings when they get disobeyed and i don't like the way in which our country is becoming way more militaristic and the police themselves are becoming way more militaristic we seem to give the police carte blanche to say okay go out right. do whatever you want do whatever it takes you know what we're the people that they're going to do it to Regardless of who I am, they're going to do it to, they, because they, they, they can't always catch criminals. They can't always catch the right guy. You could be the guy who gets told to lay on the ground. You'd be like, I didn't do anything wrong. I told you to lay on the ground. I didn't do anything wrong. Bang. 
Well, you know, and the other thing that people have been saying this week that drive me crazy is, is they say, well, if there's any kind of credible threat, the police should be able to kill them. And I think that's a weird, absurd place to go to. A credible threat could be a guy in a car. Right. I could kill a, a whole bunch of people if I'm in a car. So it, automatically, if there's a high-speed chase, they should be able to shoot me in the face. I am not for giving police some sort of carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they want. I think they should have restrictions in place to try to make sure that they go through these things as peacefully as possible. I think that cam body cameras are a good idea. I think that those things sorts those sorts of things work. In this email that we got to, the person was talking about the three strikes system, how it seems to be this great system. It's an awful idea. It is literally the worst thing that you can do. <laughs> the only thing worse it's, would be a two strike I mean, system. The say, like they might as well just line up a firing squad and shoot you when you steal. I mean, it's the most... It, we, we treat criminals in this country with a sense of vengeance and we need to treat them with a sense of rehabilitation other countries have figured this out they have figured out that they that there's a rehabilitative thing that we can do to criminals and the recidivism rates in those countries are super low we there's plenty of obvious places that we could go with this but we have this weird sense of justice that we have to fucking really hurt people we have to put them in an awful condition and we have to make sure that they really suffer for these things that they've done to other human beings when if you can change them it's all the better for us but if you make them suffer you don't change them you just piss them off and we've got to stop thinking about them as us and them and start thinking about them as us and us because we are all fucking members of this country. Let's stop pretending that there's an us and them between the criminals and us and start saying there's a lot of other factors that go into fucking wait why humans do the things that they do that are not all malevolent evil fuckers who just want to hurt other human beings. There's a lot of fucking reasons people steal things, hurt other people, do nasty shit. And we've got to figure out what the reasons are and try to fucking stem that shit. If we don't they're just we have the biggest prison population in the fucking world for crying out loud like next to a few other really well, evidence fucking that it's working horrible countries right? yeah <laughs> that's evidence that it's right w- well, yeah i guess it's working yeah we're going to put in as an image this week it's awesome a picture somebody said hey you guys were talking about buff jesus i got a fucking buff jesus for you <laughs> this is awesome and the answer is yes they do so i'm going to put this as an image for this week if you uh, want to find it go to dissonancepod.com episode number 194 I look at this buff Jesus and I just think, I, I got to say, like, how did they nail that guy to the cross? Like, if he fought back, <laughs> he'd fight the whole Roman legion. Jeez, it's like, that's, it really is like, like fucking nailing GSP to the cross. Right? Like, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I dare you to, actually. He's got Caesar yeah. in a chokehold. Yeah. Somebody mentioned, uh, it was David again, David from Kentucky mentioned uh, the logistics of putting cameras on the police. And uh, I, I, Want to talk? I don't know the, if I have a link to it, but there was an article on the ACLU website where they talk about all the logistics that go into putting police cameras on, and they talk about privacy rights, and they talk about activation things. One of the things that uh, that David mentions is is that it would just be you would just see ten to twelve hours of just nothing because they they might right. not do anything. They might just have nothing going on. They might not get a call. They might just be sitting there reading, waiting for something to happen, and then boom, it's it's motion. Well, one of the things that they talked about is is ways in which to act the cameras, whether it's heightened voice or heightened 
uh, body temperature, heightened uh, uh, heart rate, heart rate yeah. uh, car car door opening when the siren goes on. So there's all these different ways in which you could have those things activate. So you wouldn't see them pissing at the urinal. You they would activate during times in which they would they would have this sort of. Uh, auto chance to pop themselves on right. you could also of course trust the police to do this although i would not trust the police to do this i would have some sort of automatic thing that would allow it to do yeah and i gotta say i'm not even remotely sympathetic to that viewpoint i'll tell you why um in the facility that i work in and i work at i work for an insurance company and we have cameras that watch us all day because uh two of our major lending customers require that we have cameras um to uh, basically safeguard the consumer information that sits on everybody's desk. So we are videotaped at my facility yeah. all day, every day. And it's just something you live with. And yeah. do I like being videotaped all day, every day? No, but it's the cost of doing business. Yeah. You know, I can either say go pound sand but to two major is- lending partners, or I can take it and videotape it. Yeah. And after a while, people don't notice the cameras and nobody's looking unless there's a problem. That's the other thing I was going to mention is, is that nobody's going to look through that 10 to 12 hours of tape if they happen to tape right. it because they don't care. What they're going to look for is between 5.07 and 5.14 when they got out of the car and shot the unarmed kid. Exactly. That's when they're going to look That's at That's the it. footage. Yeah. And all they would have to do too is just pass a, some kind of a rule, regulation, or law that says that that Footage is only accessible under certain circumstances. Sure, yeah, there's, there's a lot, and, and you know, there's whatever. so many different ways in which you could easy. word this to make this easy. work. These are easy these, problems. Yeah, to these solve. are easy problems to solve. We want to end the show today with a message uh, from Rowan, and I'm going to read this. Discovered you guys through the Incredulous podcast, which I found through the Skeptics with a K, and I have to say I much prefer the in-your-face, piss-talking approach to skepticism you employ. I've got to say, if he found us through Incredulous. I have no idea why he came here. <laughs> I literally have no idea because we get our ass kicked on there yeah. all the time. We're terrible on we're that show. We're so bad at we've it. We've been on it five times. We we're, haven't gotten better. We're the better. worst at it. We've, we've, gotten, abs- worse yeah, we've gotten worse each time. He's like, don't get me wrong. He's like, he loves the Mercy Side skeptics. And he, you know, he certainly thinks that they're amazing. He said, but keep up the good work. And, uh, and he said that his, his, this podcast is quickly becoming his favorite podcast. Thanks for listening, Rowan. Yeah. And I'm absolutely surprised that someone would find me through Skeptics with a K and think that this would be a preferable show. Uh, that, <laughs> anyway. That's, right. That's amazing. But thank you for listening, Rowan. That's like finding hamburgers after eating steak <laughs> and being like, yeah, I'll take burgers. I really like these burgers. What do you call this? A Big Mac? This is amazing. <laughs> Can you drop it on the floor yeah. for me? <laughs> <laughs> Call me a pig when you do it. <laughs> Just put your heel on the base of my neck. Uh, so that wraps it up for a uh, very, very awful, awful episode. <laughs> As always, we are going to leave you with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, 
conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.